Welcome to the Wealth Trifecta, where we explore all things health, wealth, and happiness. This podcast is designed to uplift and ignite your journey to financial independence and lifestyle design. I'm your host, Holly Morphew, personal finance expert, accredited financial counselor, and life enthusiast. True wealth is the convergence of health, happiness, and good fortune. And what I love most about wealth building is that it doesn't matter where you start. What matters is that you start. Wealth is for everyone, and that includes you. Why I care about your wealth. On a micro level, it's selfish, really. I want more people to play with on the playground. Life is simply more fun with friends. And on a macro level, I believe in the possibility of a quantum world and quantum conscious humanity. I'll explain this in a minute, but before we go there, I want a side note to say that you're going to learn on the podcast how simple it is to create personal wealth. It's four simple pillars in order with a little discipline and possibly some short-term sacrifices sprinkled in for a long-term gain. But I think it's really important to mention before going any further that we have in our country a portion of our population who are unbanked, underbanked, or cannot work. I recognize the privilege in having access to our banking system. It's stable and it's one that we can mostly trust. And I also recognize the privilege in having the ability to create income or the ability to work. So if you can work and you can open a bank account, then you can create wealth. So getting into why do I care about your wealth? I believe that we are each born with a unique light. And the most important thing we can do with our life is to shine that light as brightly as we can. The more light we shine, the brighter it will be and the more people it will reach. I want our social, cultural, political, and economic structures to reinforce this. Today, many people are living in survival mode. In December of 2022, CNBC shared a study from a Capital One CreditWise survey. The results found that finances are the number one cause of stress at 73%, more than politics at 59%, work at 49%, and family at 46%. And younger generations are even more stressed about finances than older generations, with the majority of Gen Zers at 82%. And millennials at 81% saying that finances are at least somewhat stressful. Add to this that U.S. household debt hit a record $16.9 trillion during the fourth quarter of 2022. It is clear that either we don't know how to create wealth, we are being manipulated to spend even when it's not in our best interest, or we simply are not able to afford life. Of course, there are solutions for each of these, many of which I will talk about in future episodes, but wouldn't it be great if we were encouraged or even taught how to build wealth before we're set free in the real world? After all, isn't getting a job why we go to school? And why do we get jobs? To provide for ourselves and our families and to live a life of design. And wouldn't it be great if we weren't endlessly bombarded with fear-based messaging that tells us we need to buy something or else, or that we need to buy something to be happy, or that we need to buy something to feel whole, complete, good enough, or just okay. And don't even get me started on how much money we spend on nicotine products, alcohol, and cannabis, which people use to numb and escape from life. I can say I have firsthand knowledge of this. Again, we will talk about this in future episodes. 
And wouldn't it be great if housing, healthcare, and education were more affordable and proportionate with the average American salary and jobs available? These are the reasons that many Americans, and dare I say most Americans, are living in survival mode, just trying to make it through the day and get the next paycheck to pay those bills, only to do it again the next day because baby needs to eat, or rent needs to be paid, or mama needs that operation. So let's talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Abraham Maslow, as you probably know, was an American psychologist who first introduced the concept of a hierarchy of needs in his 1943 paper titled A Theory of Human Motivation. This hierarchy suggests that people are motivated to fulfill basic needs before moving on to the other, more advanced needs. At the bottom of the hierarchy lies physiological needs such as food, water, air, shelter, clothing, and sleep. Once we've met these needs, we move up to safety and security needs. These include health, employment, property, family, and stability. This is where the need for personal financial security lives. After this, we move up to love and belonging needs, which include friendship, family, intimacy, and connection. And then we continue moving up to self-esteem needs, which include confidence, achievements, respect of others, connections, and individuality. And then finally, at the top of the hierarchy is self-actualization, which entails morality, creativity, spontaneity, acceptance, purpose, meaning, and inner potential. So I want to bring to the forefront that when people feel safe and secure, then they can heal. If you've ever rescued a dog from an abusive situation, you know that it will not sleep until it feels safe. So an animal that's been in an abusive situation cannot get into a healing state until it feels safe. And humans are the same. We need to feel safe before we can meet other needs. So for the person who's living in survival mode, who doesn't feel safe because they need those basic needs met, this is number one. And this is why personal finance is so important to me. K through 12 curriculum prepares us to be workers and consumers. But what about being thriving human beings? How do we know how to care for our body if we don't learn? How do we know how to create wealth if no one teaches us? So we actually have three components to our humanness. We have our mental, emotional, and physical selves. Each one of these needs to be nurtured, and those skills are not innate. They are taught, and they must be learned and then passed on. And so this is why I'm such an advocate for teaching, coaching, sharing, giving, because together we do go further. Gone are the days of figuring something out on your own. Asking for help is an act of power. It says that you are committed to learning. Knowledge doesn't fall out of the sky. It's shared. It's practiced. I believe that we are here to teach others and pass on our wisdom, which by the way, knowledge and wisdom are not the same. It's almost like there's an abyss after knowledge and we have to cross that abyss into our wisdom. So a person who's living in survival mode is only focused on what they need to get to the next day. 
A world full of people in survival mode means a world with less connection, magic, creation, adventure, laughter, vibrance, and fun. So yes, this conversation about personal wealth and personal finance and creating financial independence, this is personal for me. So I want to talk now about something that might be disturbing to hear. And I think it's important to bring this up because I think it's important to see how does the world work? How does our economy survive? How does it continue to go on? So what if the powers that be want us to be in debt? I'm sure you know my story about having six-figure debt when I was living paycheck to paycheck. That was a very tough time for me, but I learned a lot from it. It's what caused me to create the financial impact system. But really think about this for a minute. What if the powers that be want us to be in debt? So banks and lenders make money by giving people loans. That means inherently that they want to loan as much money as they can to as many people as they can. So what is someone going to believe about money who has never been educated on wealth building or personal finance when a bank or lender increases their line of credit? Let's say they get a letter in the mail that says, congratulations, you've used your line of credit responsibly, so we're going to double it from $5,000 to $10,000. Well, of course, they're going to think that this is a good thing and that this is perfectly acceptable to use that increased line of credit. Or what about the couple that takes on the mortgage that they were approved for, but then they become house poor because the bank didn't know that they had a child with special needs whose expenses related to its care are more than average. Or maybe the bank doesn't know that this couple highly values adventure and likes to take two vacations a year. Most lenders will approve for the maximum amount of what it says on paper, and when I say on paper, your credit report, of what you can buy, but they don't know what your expenses are, your priorities, your goals, or your desired lifestyle. So if you haven't been educated to know this, that you're being approved for the maximum amount that you can possibly afford without having any expenses that are out of the ordinary. And by the way, (laughs) I feel like no expenses are ordinary. Like most expenses are periodic and unexpected. And because we all have different goals and values and things that are important to us, there's no way that a bank would ever know what each individual prioritizes and wants to spend their money on. So I think it's really important to keep that in mind. So only you can determine What is the right amount of a loan for you? And the only way that you can determine that is if you have financial education. And this is where I side note once again to say that debt is not bad. It is just expensive. You know, being someone who's eliminated five-figure debt, like I said, I know how stressful it can be and what a wealth killer it can also be. So it's just important to understand the consequences. All right. Let's talk about being an advocate for yourself. This is tantamount. This is the most important thing. And newsflash, it is okay. It is allowed. Yes, I repeat, it is okay to be an advocate for yourself. Only you know your personal boundaries. Only you know where you want to go. Only you can forge the path. So keep that in mind that nobody in the world really knows what's important to you. It's up to you to tell the world. And where we spend our money, where we put our money is a way of telling the world what is important to us because where we spend our money does make an impact. So taking radical responsibility for yourself and your life is what propels you forward. Your life is 
yours. And the more you can see that, the more abundance you can bring in. You are the only person living your life. It is literally your world. And what you put out, you're going to get back. So earlier I said that I believe in the possibility of a quantum conscious world and quantum conscious humanity. So what in the world is quantum and why am I talking about it? So this is the macro reason for why your wealth is important to me. It's really about the world that we're creating and each of us as individuals, we make up the collective. And when you start to really look at matter, like physical matter, atoms, molecules, the stars, the physical body, nature, we're actually all made up of the same thing. So quantum physics is a study of the behavior of matter and energy at the molecular, atomic, nuclear, and even smaller microscopic levels. In the realm of quantum physics, observing something actually influences the physical processes taking place. So observing something influences physical matter. That's really important. Light waves act like particles and particles act like waves. This is actually called wave-particle duality. And matter can go from one spot to another without moving through the intervening space. This is called quantum tunneling. So that's really important. Matter can go from one spot to another without moving through the intervening space. This is like the idea of quantum leaping, like quantum leaping into the life that you desire. Information moves instantly across vast distances. In fact, in quantum mechanics, we discover that the entire universe is actually a set of probabilities, okay? So nothing is set in stone. At any given moment, there's an infinite series of probabilities available to us. And by our energy, our observation, perhaps our thoughts, our intentions, we can actually influence matter, At this point, we know that in quantum physics, this explanation starts to break down when we're dealing with large objects. But what if we just don't know enough yet about quantum physics to affect large objects? Think about that. What if? So when I talk about a quantum conscious world and a quantum conscious humanity, what I mean is that we are taking responsibility for what we want to see in the world And with active intention and energy, we create that reality on all levels, in our personal lives, in our work, in business, and in societal constructs. So I want to share this famous water crystal experiment. Maybe you've heard of it. It was done by Dr. Masaru Emoto. He actually passed away in 2014, but he was a Japanese businessman, author, and pseudoscientist who claimed that human consciousness could affect the molecular structure of water. He actually wrote a book about it. It's called The Hidden Messages in Water. It was published in 2004, actually was a New York Times bestseller. But in this book and and through his experiments, he revealed that images of frozen water crystals that had been exposed to beautiful music or positive affirmations or taken from clean streams or water sources were more beautiful and symmetrical than those of contaminated water, water that was told negative sentiments, or water that was exposed to 
negative or harsh music, for example. The images of the water crystals were more chaotic and asymmetric. I find this really interesting. And I know that some people have done similar experiments with household plants. So you might try it for yourself. If you take two like plants, similar age, in similar pots and similar soil, and paste a sticky note on one that has positive words of, say, love, peace, joy, and then you put negative words on the other one, words like hate or ugly or lack, and just see what happens. Give it a few months and just see what happens. I would love to hear your results. So what if your words, energy, and intention could impact physical matter? What would you do or say differently? And what if, with a little intention and strategy, you could impact physical matter, namely your money, although its physicality can be debated, but what if you can impact your money to live a life beyond your wildest dreams, just with a little bit of intention and strategy? Well, I believe that you can. In fact, I know that you can. This is what I teach. This is what I do for myself. And this is what I want to help you do. Because freedom to me means that I get to choose how I feel about myself and to create from that place. So early on when when I was having major financial stress and couldn't see a way out, I chose to think differently. I chose to believe that there was another path that was available for me. I didn't know what that path was. I just chose to believe it. And it was the same thing that I did with my health. After four years of really struggling, like really, really struggling and just being so sick that I couldn't walk and in so much pain that I couldn't leave my house. And, you know, it was just, it was some really dark times. I did that for four years. And then I woke up one day and I just had this, I don't know if it was an epiphany or like a ray of light (laughs) or what, but I just had this belief, this feeling that I could choose different. And in that moment, I made that commitment to myself. I made that commitment to open my heart and my mind to being healthy. I believed that it was possible for me. And it was. I mean, 17 years later, I was diagnosed fully free of ulcerative colitis, which was the autoimmune disease that I had at the time. And, you know, really from that moment, that was in about, I think it was 2005 when I made that commitment to myself, when I opened myself up to another way of healing besides, you know, medication and laying in bed all day feeling sorry for myself. It started to get better just in that moment. I felt relief. And then as over the years, as I tried the different healing modalities and and I tried a lot of them, all of them contributed to my health. It wasn't just the diet. It wasn't just the acupuncture. It wasn't just, you know, getting enough sleep or drinking alkaline water, taking the right supplements or the Bach flower remedies. It was all of those things combined that helped me realize my health that was already inside me. I just had to discover it for myself and make it real for myself. So bringing this back to personal finance, personal finance is really about being an advocate for yourself. It's about knowing yourself. What are my skills? What are my resources? What are my personal interests? What do I need to explore about myself? What can I drop that's holding me back? What can I add in that might supersonic my path to wealth? And what's my dream? You know, a lot of people don't know 
what their dream is. Maybe because they're detached from it because they're living in survival mode. Or maybe it's because you never allowed yourself to really dream and think about what is your dream life? What does bring you joy? And to start adding those into your day, into your day as a daily practice, you know, doing what you enjoy. And what's your vision? You know, a lot of people haven't taken time to define their personal life vision or what are, what their core values are. So, so important because once you get really clear on the vision you have for yourself and what's really important to you and what financial success looks like for you, now you've got something to aim for. And all you have to do is just add in the tools that are going to help you get there perhaps faster if you want to go faster or more easily if that's important to you. There's no right or wrong way to build wealth. It's really about what's important to you right now. And it's about putting your racehorse blinders on and putting your laser beam focus on where you want to go and filtering out all of the noise that gets in the way. And I'm going to share a little bit more about the noise here in a minute, but I want to talk about money. You know, we use money to take vacations, to buy homes, to provide and receive products and services, to pay for education, food, fuel, healthcare, and many other things in life. Money essentially is energy, but taking care of your money is taking care of yourself. It's taking a stand for yourself about where you want to put your dollars. It's about taking responsibility for the results that you want to get in life and for what you believe in. Is what you're buying helping you or is it hurting you in life? Is there a better place for your hard-earned dollars? Do you even think about that? Each time you spend money, you are empowering the business you gave your money to. Is that business making a positive impact in the world? How about in the lives of its employees? Are the taxes that you're paying where you're buying things being used responsibly by the city or the state that collected them? You know, every day we are bombarded with countless invitations, requests, and asks to buy things that we don't need or to be afraid of something that doesn't apply to us. Think about all the commercials for medications for illnesses that you've never even heard of and then add the news and social media and soon we're taking in information we have no way of reconciling, which leaves us confused, ashamed, overwhelmed, angry afraid, or just tired. I know that I felt tired. So we have to take back control. We have to advocate for ourselves. We have to know who we are and what we want and go toward that, filtering out all that noise that's getting in the way of our own abundance, our innate abundance. Abundance is our natural state of being. We have to stop watching the news, stop scrolling social media, put commercials on mute, wear headphones in public places where we're being passively exposed to advertising. One step at a time is how you will create abundance, personal wealth, and financial independence. Remember that we live in a world of polarity, okay? Lightness and darkness. The darker things get or have been for you, the brighter your light will shine. And remember that This is a long game. This is a long game. You know, if we are lucky enough to live, then we're lucky enough. 
And, you know, I work with a lot of people in their 20s and who are just like, I have to do it all right now. And why isn't it working? And it's like, whoa, you know, you don't, you don't realize it because you're just getting into the real world. But, you know, if you're lucky enough to live in, into your 80s or your 90s, that's a really long time. And trust me, that is plenty of time to create personal wealth. It's plenty of time to get to know ourselves and to do the things that make us happy and let go of the things that don't, but it's discovery. It's a process of discovery. And it's really about enjoying the journey. Like that's what really lights me up is, you know, I love looking at the end result. Like I want massive wealth and massive abundance. I want more, 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 more. And then I stop to think and I'm like, why? Why do I want, like right now, this moment, this moment is what I have. This moment is abundant. In this moment, I can do something that I enjoy. In this moment, I can have deep connection. In this moment, I can dance or sing or meditate or play tennis or whatever it is that I love to do. So what matters is that we're showing up as the vision. We're showing up as the desire. It's about becoming what it is that you want to create. We don't have to wait until we have the car. We don't have to wait until we have the financial independence to feel the feelings that will come with that. If it's freedom that you desire, what makes you feel free today? Go and do that because like attracts like. The more you vibrate at that frequency, the more people, circumstances, and things you're going to attract into your life that also vibrate at that frequency. And you might find that, yeah, it's a long game, but you can feel wealthy right now. It might be completely independent of your money. It might Wealth to you might mean something completely different than money. And that's great. That's perfect. Whatever wealth means to you, that's where we're going. That's what we're trying to create. And I don't know that. You know that. So take some time to think about what does my wealthy life look like? And remember that there is no timeline. You do not have to get somewhere by a certain time and say, I did it. I did it by I was 30. Who says that? Where does that even come from? It does not matter. So enjoy the journey and remember that there is no timeline. Wealth is a spectrum and you don't have to be good to start building wealth, but you do have to start to be good. And when I talk about wealth being a spectrum, you know, here I am, it's been 17 years since I started teaching personal finance and it's been a little less since I was on my own wealth building journey. I think it was, it was sometime in the, the mid to the late 2000s when, when I discovered that I had, you know, $67,000 of credit card debt and I hated my job and <laughs> I was risking my life to go to work in snowstorms. And what I've realized since then is that I love investing and I love property. I love business. It gives me something to put. I have a lot of energy and I love to be creative. And so I get to use my creativity in those ways. But however far forward you go on your wealth spectrum, there's always more to create. There's actually infinite possibility for creation. You can always write another book, write another song, start another business. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. So that's why I really like to think about wealth in just the, the terms of the four pillars of wealth. Maximize cash flow, eliminate high interest rate debt, strategically save, 
and create residual income. Because wherever you are on that spectrum, you know, maybe you don't have debt, but you want to make another investment. Well, we've got to go back to maximizing cash flow. And, you know, if you have really big financial goals and dreams, like maybe you want to make a million dollars a year, or maybe you want to make $10 million a year. Well, then we're starting to think about, okay, what are some ways that you can create the kind of cash flow to um, acquire the business or acquire the investment to have that kind of net worth? And so just remember that, again, it goes back to the journey because you're going to progress along this spectrum. Like you are going to eliminate your debt because it's just a strategy and you can do it. It just takes a little bit of discipline, maybe a short period of time where you are making some sacrifices, but you're going to do it. You can do it. And you're going to shore up your savings. You're going to build that lighthouse fund. You're going to have money in your goal getter account. You're going to be able to pay your bills. If you're willing to go to work and you're willing to tell your money where to go and you're willing to be disciplined in telling your money where to go, then you can do it. And so one day you're going to wake up debt-free with money in the bank. Maybe you're maxing out your retirement accounts. And you're like, dang, my impact factor is huge. I'm putting it all into investments. You know, what are those investments? And then maybe you want to buy bigger investments or maybe you're done. Maybe you want to move to Baja and live in a van. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe you want to move to Portugal. That's that, that feels a little bit better for me. Portugal. I've never been there, but I hear it's amazing. And sometimes I dream about, well, hmm, maybe I should just sell everything and go live in Portugal for a few years. I don't know, but it's a spectrum. So just remember that we want to enjoy that journey because the world is constantly telling us to have more, do more, be more, but that's just false. We really don't need to have more, be more, do more to be happier. It really is already inside you. You have everything inside you already to feel the feelings that you want to feel. The world tries to take away our power by telling us that, that we need these things. But again, just remember that Everything you need is already inside of you. We were born perfect, worthy, whole, and enough, deserving of all that we desire. And when people and societal structures are also committed to each of us living out our innate potential, when we're a society committed to realizing our potential, both individually and collectively, when we support each other, and are genuinely and sincerely thrilled when good things happen to others because we know that we are all one in a collective sense. When we take radical responsibility for ourselves on a mental, emotional, and physical level, and when we get into alignment before we take action, knowing that this will give us the best results even faster. When we know that the good of one is also the good of the whole and vice versa, when relationships are filled with magic and synchronicities and connection, our way of life, this is a timeline that I would quantum leap to. This is why wealth is so important to me. And I know that we're a long way from this, but if you open up to it, you will find that there are many, many people already living in this reality. The world is waking up. Modern societal structures are starting to break down. Perhaps this is happening so we can build a society that is ever more just, equal, 
open, and abundant. Maybe it's all for the greater good. Did you ever think about that? And try it out for yourself. Do the personal practices. I wrote about a few of them in my book, Simple Wealth, but there are countless others. So here are some to get started. This is how we can enjoy the journey in Quantum Leap right now into wealth. Get into community. Spend time with others who support you. Spend time with others who have been there and done that. Find a community with people that are 10 steps ahead. And maybe a community that with people that are 10 steps ahead, but also people who are right where you are. And find someone to support you. Maybe an accountability partner. Just somebody to, to have fun on the journey with and to share with. Create a personal life vision. Get really clear on your core values and start living them in the world. Give, have gratitude, meditation, spending time in nature, writing, dancing, singing, affirmations, breath work, yoga. There are so many personal practices that will help you feel amazing and become abundant. Literally, you're transforming into the person you want to be who has the life that you want to live by doing these personal practices. So you'll find that your inner world is changing and pretty soon your outer world will start to change too because it's going to match the frequency that you're aligning yourself with through these personal practices. And the best part is that you get to choose. It is your choice how you spend your time. It is your choice to activate your higher self. It is your choice to nurture your mental, emotional, and physical being. It is your choice to live in alignment with what is important to you. It is my privilege and honor to be your guide on this journey. I'm wishing you all the abundance you desire. Thank you so much for listening to The Wealth Trifecta. If you loved this episode, please give it a five-star review and share it with your friends. Tune in again and find me on the socials at Holly Morph, where I share freebies, events, and inspiration. I always love to hear from my listeners, so please say hello. If you're looking for financial coaching, check out my website at financialimpact.com. Be sure to join my list and stay up to date with all my offerings, including private coaching, small group coaching, financial retreats, and more. Until we meet again, be healthy, be wealthy, and be happy.